Welcome to Christchurch Manchester Sermon Podcast. CCM is one church that meets every Sunday in various locations across Manchester. For more information about who we are or about our Sunday meetings, please visit www.christchurchmanchester.com. My home is not on this earth, not in this world. Lovely. Morning, everyone. I'm going to assume that you can all see and hear me, and it's very weird to be doing a sermon not with a crowd of people staring adoringly, hanging on my every word. But Sonia's in for my eyesight, and she's just pretending to be the entire congregation for you, so we'll work it out. Okay, we're going to continue exploring Jesus' reading of Isaiah from Luke 4, the passage. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed and to proclaim the year of the Lord's favour. As Rob mentioned, I'm going to be looking specifically at the proclaiming liberty to the captives, the liberty to those who are oppressed. We're going to be looking at freedom today. And there are three words that are going to come up fairly regularly, so I'm just going to quickly start with some definitions. So let's start with defining oppression. Oppression is the unjust exercise of power by a person or group who use that power to stop other people gaining power. Oppression is where you have a position of authority and because you have that you can stop other people joining you. Liberty is the freedom to do what you want. Liberty is not being stopped. And justice, which is the third word that's going to come up quite a lot, is fairness in how people are treated. So we're going to be looking at oppression, we're going to be looking at liberty, and we're going to be looking at justice. Okay, this was one of the hardest sermons that I've had to prepare because I don't have any personal experience with oppression. I can't talk about it the way that other people can, even some people in our own congregation. I've never been forced out of my home. I've never struggled to access basic things like food or water. I've not been beaten or arrested or told that I can't do something by people in authority. I have not been oppressed because of the way I look, because of the way I speak, because of the upbringing that I had. I am protected by the power in this country and I'm not oppressed by it. And that made it, meant that in order for me to do this sermon, I had to spend a lot of time looking up oppression. And that was the second really hard thing about this sermon, because I spent so much time having my heart broken and my spirit ignited with rage, because there is so much going on in the world right now that is not just, that it, where freedoms are restricted, where oppression is happening. I'm just going to run through a really quick list of some of the big things going on. There's, you, people may remember from a few years ago the crisis with the Rohingyas in Myanmar. That's still going on. There are still hundreds of thousands of people who are not allowed into their homeland. People from that community are being denied rights. They're being prevented from ele- accessing elections. It's a huge issue. There's the Uyghur genocide in China where millions of Muslims are being rounded up out and dragged from their communities and imprisoned. There's the, Abor- 
the issue with the way that Aboriginal cultures are treated across the world due to the history of colonialisation. There's oppression of political dissent from America to Belarus to Puerto Rico to Brazil to like, the list goes on. There's the crisis still going on in the east of Ukraine. There are so many things going wrong in the world where people are using power to oppress others. But there is hope and this passage tells us that there is hope because Luke 4 this single reading that Jesus gives is Jesus's mission statement. This is Jesus going, this is what my kingdom will be. This is what I am coming to achieve. Jesus is laying out a framework for a kingdom of freedom, a kingdom of justice, a kingdom where the Old Testament cry of Amos will be fulfilled, where Amos says, let justice run like water and righteousness like a mighty stream. Jesus in Luke 4 is saying, this is coming, I am here to do this. Jesus is saying, I am here to fulfill an earlier passage in Isaiah, Isaiah 9, where it says, of the increase of his government and of peace there will be no end. On the throne of David and over his kingdom, and he will uphold it with justice and righteousness from this time forth and forevermore. Jesus in Luke 4 is saying, I am here to bring justice. I am here to bring freedom from oppression. And Jesus, by saying that, is saying, I have power. I have authority. You cannot proclaim freedom unless you have the authority. I can look at a situation and say, that person should be free. Or I can say, that person is being oppressed and that's wrong. But I can't change anything in that situation because I do not have power there. Jesus in saying, is not saying there should be freedom. Jesus is saying there is freedom. And because if Jesus can say there is freedom, then Jesus is saying I have the power to make freedom. Oppression is the ongoing result of injustice by the powerful. And power is not going to be given up or surrendered. It has to be forced from them. Jesus here is going, coming to the world and saying, I have more power than the powers that are oppressing the world. But what oppression is Jesus talking about? The people listening at the time could well have thought, Israel at the moment, under control of the Romans. Before that, it was controlled by the Greeks. Before that, the Persians, the Babylonians, there's been hundreds of years where the, Greek, where the Israelite people have been under the power of another nation. And so Jesus coming to say, I am here to bring freedom, I am here to bring liberty, I am here to release the captive and to end oppression. They may have sat there and gone, Jesus is going to overthrow the Roman Empire and free Israel. Looking back, we can see that that is not what Jesus came to do. We can but we know that Jesus came to end a much greater oppression. Jesus came to end the oppression of sin. Jesus came to end the captivity of the law and the captivity of death. Jesus came not to free us in this life, but to free us into life. We, before Jesus, the only way to God was to be restrained and held captive by the law. 
after Jesus, we have freedom to enter into the kingdom through nothing more than Jesus. But once we enter into that kingdom, once we become part of this kingdom that Jesus is talking about, when we accept Jesus, we become a co-heir with Christ. We become royalty in the kingdom of God, which means that Jesus' mission statement in Luke 4 is our mission statement. It is our mission to carry out this passage of, from Isaiah 61, to proclaim freedom to the oppressed and the captive. We are called to that just by accepting Christ, because if Christ's mission statement is freedom, and we are in Christ, then that is our mission statement. And we know that we can do this. Because, as we sung earlier, where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. If we live in the Spirit of God, we have freedom. But also, it means we can bring freedom with us. We can bring freedom into the situations we're in. If the Spirit is on you, then you have been anointed to proclaim freedom. We have been given the Spirit as a helper by God for this very purpose, to serve the purposes of the kingdom, to go out into all nations and make disciples. A disciple is one who is free to follow Christ and free to enter the kingdom. Therefore, if we want to make disciples, we have to bring freedom. Uh, sorry, notes are freezing. Okay. But what does it look like to bring freedom? One of the things I did while preparing for the sermon was look up what people, some of the great freedom fighters and leaders of freedom movements in history had to say. So let me just share this quote from Nelson Mandela, a man who fought against racism and apartheid in South Africa and then united oppressor and oppressed into a unified country. And this is what he said about how to have changed things. Today we should all ask ourselves, what have I done to improve the surroundings in which I live? Do I litter or do I protect my surroundings? Do I spread racial hatred or do I promote peace and reconciliation? Do I buy stolen goods or do I help reduce crime? Do I pay my taxes or do I cheat on them? Do I expect everything to be delivered to me or do I work with my local councillors to create a better life for myself and my community? Bringing freedom starts as simply as being a part of your community, of making the world around you better. Freedom starts with small steps of making other the people around you feel loved, feel welcome, released from stress. But maybe you maybe you're thinking, well that all sounds good, but I don't see how that helps. I don't see how doing small things really changes anything and all of those big issues you talked about earlier, Tim, they're too big. How am I sitting at home in Gorton how am I going to change something like the Rohingya crisis or help change political active, free political activists in Belarus or 
How am I going to stop the criminalization of people in poverty? These are too big, Tim. I can't do that. There's an old, very old story that I want to share with you. A man walks along a beach. A storm had come out through the night before, and the beach was covered in starfish that had washed up during the storm. And as the man walked along a beach, he saw a young boy standing on the beach, and as he watched, the boy bent down, picked up a starfish, and threw it back into the sea. And then the boy reached down, picked up another one, and threw it. The man watched for a while, and the boy continued, one starfish at a time, bend down, pick it up, throw it in the sea. Eventually the man asked, why are you doing that? There are too many, you cannot change anything. You will not make a difference with your simple efforts. The boy stood for a moment, then bent down, picked up another starfish, threw it in the sea. I can make a difference to that one. Fighting oppression doesn't mean that you have to deal with all the oppression happening, but it does mean that you have to act when you see it. Even chip fighting oppression on a small scale makes a difference to the person who you fight for. I want you to think about the work that Oasis does, how many people walk through those doors in desperate need, in crisis, in loneliness, in fear, and one person at a time, what Oasis takes them and brings freedom into their lives. How many of you have been into Oasis with need and been helped? How many people do you know? This is what bringing freedom looks like. One person at a time, you fight to change things. And then, once you've helped someone, you then have an ally, and you bring them on side. And then there are two of you helping to change things. And this is what we do as a community. This is what CCM does. Think about what we do with our Give Bigs where we collect money and we, as one body of as CCM, we together we fight against the oppression and injustice and wrongness. I want you to think back to just before the lockdown when we had our good friend Andre come and visit us. How much he was moved by the fact that there was a whole community of people who cared for him and supported him and wanted to know how they could help. Think about what he told us our giving does to help him. What little things we do here in CCM make an enormous difference in that region where he works. And if you've forgotten about that, then I encourage you to go back, listen to the sermon that he gave us. Listen to what the work you have done has done across the world. Give Big is a mighty example of what freedom can look like when we work together for it. There's, sorry, completely losing track of thought. One of the things that is an issue is that it's very easy when, with something like Give Big, to do it and then forget about it. There you go. I've done my good deed for the year. I've helped fight. I can stop now until ne the next Give Big. Not a problem. Like, other people can deal with the rest. That's not good enough. The kingdom isn't a little bit of freedom. The kingdom is complete freedom. And we need, as part of the kingdom, to keep pushing for it.
it is not good enough to say uh, some freedom but not everyone free until everyone lives in the freedom of the kingdom it, we have work to do and we cannot just sit back and hope that someone else will do the work it is our mission as well I want to share a few quotes that are of this same line from various people Martin Luther King said injustice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere as long as we don't fight injustice there is a threat to the justice and the freedom that we have. Ailey Weasel, a Holocaust survivor, a Nobel Peace Prize winner said, we must always take sides. We cannot just sit back and be neutral because that helps the oppressor, never the victim. Silence encourages the tormentor, never supports the tormented. The opposite of love is not hate, it is indifference. We cannot see injustice happening and stay silent without being complicit in that injustice. If you see something wrong in the world and go, think, that's wrong, and in your heart you go, that's such a terrible thing, but you do nothing to change it, you are allowing that injustice, that oppression to continue. There's the ancient saying, all it takes for evil to triumph is for good people to do nothing. Are you doing nothing about impression that, uh, the oppression that you see in the world? If you are sitting there and you know that there are th is oppression going on in your community, in communities that you care about, that you see in the news and your heart goes, that is wrong and I should do something, but you don't act on it, you are allowing that to continue and that is not what the kingdom is about. We live in a spirit of freedom. We live in a mission to bring freedom. We are called to act when we see injustice. Let me paraphrase the Reverend William Barber, who leads a movement called the Poor People's Campaign in America. We have too many people too comfortable with other people's deaths. Death is happening around the world because people are not free and we sit here in Manchester in Gorton and we see it on the news and we hear it on the radio and we see it on our social media feeds and we go oh that's terrible but we do nothing because it doesn't affect us and it's hard to make ourselves We live with a spirit of freedom, but we don't listen to our spirit of freedom. Imagine what, uh, the man imagine what Gorton would be like if all of CCM Gorton every day was going, there are injustices here that need fixing. It is not right that people are left homeless in our community. It is not right that people don't have food in our community. It is not right that people are sick and unhelped in this community. Imagine what it would look like if every day we were out on the fighting against those injustices. Imagine what it would look like 
across Manchester if every day the whole of CCM was going, it is not right that there is racism and prejudice and bigotry in our city. Imagine what it would look like if every day all of CCM as a community was standing up and saying, it is not right that laws are being passed that protect the wealthy and criminalise the poor. It is not right that our taxes are being used to bomb people in Yemen, in Saudi, in, not Saudi Arabia, in Syria, in Somalia. Imagine what it would look like if the church across the world stood up and said, it is not right. That is what we are called to as part of the kingdom. We are challenged to take on the declaration that Jesus has given, to live out the mission that he has set for his kingdom, to proclaim freedom. Not to say there should be freedom, but to proclaim in power through the Christ that we will make people free. If you want to if you've got questions about any of this and you want to know more please reach out to the Tim at his email address or Gorton if you've got questions talk to people who we know in our community who have experienced this understand the pain that people have gone through let your heart be broken if there is one thing I could hope would come out of this it is that more people would be willing to become uncomfortable to understand the pain that oppression is bringing. Let me pray. Father God, you are the God of freedom. You are the God who breaks chains, who releases healing, who raises up the oppressed and downtrodden. Father, give your spirit in us Awaken it with that passion that you have, that we will not sit comfortably by while people suffer, but that we will stand up to say, it is not right that in the world made by a loving God, people should not be free. Amen.